I'm Tyler, the vegetarian vampire dennering. <laughs> I'm Connery, home run vampire derby baseball <laughs> Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the franchise. And today we're on a new miniseries. And that miniseries is Twilight. Twilight. Stephanie Myers is Twilight. I tried to say it like a vampire, but I, how do you say things like a vampire, Connery? Twilight, Stephanie Myers. Oh, yeah. I guess just a lot of teen angst. It's me, Kristen Stewart, back for one more game. <laughs> <laughs> After the panic room. After the panic room, I'm back. After Zathura. She did play two games. <laughs> she did. Oh, wow. That was good. That was pretty good. Oh, I remember her in Zathura. She she showed such promise. She was uh, everything about Zathura is totally uh, it's fine. Is I Owen remember Wilson? seeing her in a sorry in um. Who are she you? She was in. <laughs> so, oh, Let her don't, speak. don't mind me. She was in some some horror movie in like the early two thousands. It might have been like right before Twilight. Was it Panic Room? Um, it was like. Is it Insidious? It's something. I don't think she's in Insidious. It's literally like it's something that sounds exactly like that. You should look it up. Because, I don't know, maybe you've seen it. But I saw her in that before I saw Twilight. And I was like, who's this? Ooh. Are you thinking of her role in Jumper? Playing Hayden Christensen's <laughs> younger sister? She's in Jumper? <laughs> she sure is. Really? <laughs> that is a horror movie in a sense. Came out the same year as Twilight. Oh, hey. But yes, that was the voice of our, our human guest. You've probably heard her before on this show if you listen to us. Unofficial third host of the podcast. Unofficial third. Jeez. If anything ever happens to one of us two. <laughs> she wow. must inherit the mantle. <laughs> yeah. We'll turn her into a podcast vampire, so she's cursed <laughs> to continue the franchise without one of us. Okay. <laughs> her name is that. Lily Young. I haven't said her name yet. Hi. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me again. <laughs> Hi, Lily. <laughs> to start off a new franchise, too. I like that we do this. I, if I could, I would make this a tradition, despite Tyler Bang, we can't have Lily open up every single franchise. Just make her do every single one? No, just open up every every single one with um, us. You I do, think it'd be fun. Do you want to do Kickboxer with us, Lily? Is that a franchise? <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's like, like three. Of, there's like eight there's of them. Eight? I think you know who needs to do Kickboxer. Yeah, Turin. <laughs> I'm just saying that right now. So if I really do us, enjoy Kickboxer, though. If <laughs> me too. I'd like it better than Bloodsport. But mm -hmm. if Turin, if Turin hears this, he'll be like, "What? Yeah, he's doing it right now. <laughs> ah, come on, man." <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh there's no kickboxing in this movie there's some vampire biting and like slapping i there's guess but vampire grabbing i would say they grab each other a lot yeah, they completely break someone's neck my entire thesis statement of this movie is why van helsing is a better vampire movie than this movie <laughs> <laughs> no van helsing's not good van helsing is better than this it's so no. hard for me to yes. even put this like compared to other vampire movies yeah. to me this is just so its own thing like mm. i almost like don't even think of them as vampires even though that's what they but they're just so they're not they're so far from any traditional uh they, representation of a vampire that you've seen in any other movie they don't have sharp teeth yeah they i was thinking about that the can other be day seen like, in mirrors. they don't even their teeth are can even. be outside during the day they can be outside during the day they break every single rule which i guess maybe is, is like a fun folklore trope like you think you know vampires you don't know jack they're really just sexy and great. I mean, Lily, I think you know a little bit more about Stephanie Myers and... Meyer? Yeah, thanks. I was going to say <laughs> Nancy Myers <laughs> directing Twilight. That sounds pretty good. Lily, you're saying about like Stephanie Meyer, or, like she didn't yeah. even really want to publish this? Right. It was like a fan fiction originally? Is that... So just to my knowledge of like what I know, which is like I pretty much only know this because like, I don't know, at the time that this was a um, worldwide phenomenon, I watched Oprah 
and stuff. And like, I'm pretty sure she was just on an Oprah episode or something. And so I haven't like looked into her, looked into her, but I remember seeing that. And yeah, you do um, love Oprah. I love Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um, Is this true? When her Is show was on. Fact? Yeah. Yeah. When her show was on the air, I like would watch it like every day after school. Nice. <laughs> Not like a couple years ago, Lily. Did, didn't you order. Did you order on Amazon or something? We got that Oprah yeah. box set. It was only like $3. <laughs> she ordered an Oprah box set of just like the best episodes, and we just watched those. I was hoping. I was going to say, is it all the hits? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Just all the highlights. She uh, joins like the army with her best friend, and they like go down a rope. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fun. Is, uh, is Stedman there? I don't think he is. Stedman's not really... It, like I don't even know if he's ever been interviewed or anything. He's always yeah. just in the background of everything. Yeah, he's like. the third character in the room that's never seen, you know? He's behind <laughs> like the curtain. That. Huh. That's good. So, uh, uh, I remember at one point when Twilight was a massive phenomenon, and like um, I tried to read the first book. This would have been... I don't know when the book came out. I know that the first movie came out in... Oh, 2008. Okay. I remember trying to read the book in high school, and I just could not get through... I think I could maybe... I got like 30 pages in or something, and I just like was just not into her writing style. <laughs> it just felt very like like juvenile, I guess. And Ooh. like that's like... I feel kind of bad saying that because I'm <laughs> certainly not an avid reader at all. Like who am I to like criticize? Like, I don't know, but... I, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It yeah. it just felt so fanficy, and um, I was like, God, why are people like so obsessed with this? Like the writing is so bad. <laughs> and then I remember seeing her. I'm I'm pretty sure it was Oprah. It actually could be something else, but uh, and she tells the story of how you know the it was a dream she had about a sparkly boy. <laughs> And she, like, in the dream, he was a vampire, but he was all sparkly. And then she uh, woke up and was like, I have to start writing about this. So for a really long time, I guess, she was keeping it as a private story for herself and didn't talk about, had no intentions of publishing it or anything. Because she already published The Host or something like that, right? No, I don't think so. That came after. I don't think she had published anything. Okay, word. Well, I think she just like worked in an office or something like that before this. Yeah, so this was like her secret like little project that she would work on like for fun basically and I guess what happened was her sister read some of it and she was like you have to get this published like this is so good and apparently like I think that they brought it around to like a ton of different publishers and it was just rejected and rejected and rejected and then finally it got picked up somewhere but I remember seeing that and being like okay I'm kind of I that like gets her off the hook for me because Mm -hmm. like she really didn't want to like she was really a opposed to her sister and like wanting to get it published and that I could understand because especially in high school at the time like I don't write anymore but I would like write my own little totally private things that I would never ever like want to share with anyone else what are they they? I was about I was about to say I had I don't I mean there were so many like I can't like Lily was in my screenwriting class in college our teacher had a big thing where he was like you have to read aloud or your script's gonna be performed and I remember you (laughs) not showing up much after that oh yeah wow yeah i don't yeah to be fair though the whole second half of that semester nobody like oh, really should because he just were didn't care he was the nicest professor ever Everyone he was like disrespected so un- reed oh, i know right <laughs> 
but he just didn't care. Like you could still get like an A plus in that class. And yeah, because he'd, like, he'd be like, "Oh, I know this is like not like it's the so most. Stressful. In, it's so stressful. This is the most important class. You get an A. I understand you're nervous. You get an A. Like I understand nobody really wants to do it. It's just like the intro class, and I'm like, I'm taking this as like my intermediate final. And I'm doing a yeah. 75 <laughs> yeah. page script on this. <laughs> Yeah, he was really nice, and to all the people who disrespected him, shame. shame. <laughs> Lily, you're not one of them. I, I imagine you had a bunch going on. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no. I did, though. She I was, was, I was at a really stressful job at the yeah, time. Yeah, you were working like, the whole time. So, yeah, just after hearing that, I was like, okay, I can totally get that. How if, like, something, especially because, I'm sorry, but it's kind of, it's goofy. If oh, you yeah. describe your idea and a boy who's sparkly and teen romance and vampires, it's like, yeah, it's goofy. So I can understand why she would almost like be embarrassed of like of it and it getting rejected so much because it's just cheesy and not great writing. Yeah, imagine how cool she must have sounded and just been like, I don't give a fuck anymore at, at like yeah. her sixteenth like publisher <laughs> meeting, and that's probably got it's got it sold. Yeah. They, they were just like. Like, okay, you know, I can see, like, kids maybe liking this. Like, uh, yeah, let's publish it and see what happens. Can you imagine in a way, though, it's kind of like, it's like, it's not even just figuratively, but, like, literally her dreams became true in a way because her dreams literally came true (laughs) she dreamt of this sparkly boy and (laughs) made wrote all these books and they were finally published and turned into movies and everybody went to see it Mm -hmm. like there's that's like the main thing i want to figure out here is like i mean i've seen these movies once before i never saw them in theaters and i'm just trying to figure out where like this cultural phenomenon started and like why it was so popular and like it still continues to be popular in some ways but it was just so huge like late 2000s yeah she ushered in like the vampire fat again yeah yeah like single-handedly she did that it's like other than this what's like underworld i guess (laughs) like i don't know i I wouldn't even say underworld even was he ever that popular right exactly i mean harry potter was like it was like vampire jason oh oh, i'm sorry you're talking about like vampire specific like and not just like other phenomenons to compare it to yeah no i think i think you're 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 going on a point there where Mm -hmm. like harry potter is around like magic is like a thing so like it's not like super far-fetched for it to like latch on to that same kind of like Mm -hmm. thing well i think it's very much it's just such a perfect product of its time in that like it was probably roughly like emo culture (laughs) and just like darkness and like alternative and like you know what i mean and like huh hot topic hot topic yeah totally totally and so it uh i don't know it just fits so well with within that teenage culture i guess like at the time and for it to be so specifically like obviously not all twilight fans are like females or were like young teenage girls but I think for something to be so specific, like this whole cinematic, you know, universe, I guess, and literary universe, but like pretty specifically tailored for girls, I guess. I mean, I didn't oh, yeah. know any guys who were into Twilight. I don't know if that's the only really a thing. The but... only men I knew in uh, men, I say boys in, in high school <laughs> who, were, uh, who were who were reading Twilight was so that they could talk to girls about exactly. Twilight. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think it just filled such a void like for for tween kind of like girls and that mm-hmm. like it's also like it's not just romance novel there are plenty of like it's forbidden young romance. adult romance right mm-hmm. like uh novels out there but it's like steamy like mm. especially in like apparently like the late <laughs> that sounds so shitty Twilight is steamy. <laughs> I just, but I'm, I'm looking at it from a perspective of like a young teenage yeah, girl. I just thought of like a bowl of broccoli that you put in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Edward's face on it or something. Like I, 
I remember like friends that I had at the time who read all the books and before all the movies came out and like them talking about like oh when the later movies come out and like shit gets really like sexual in the later books like I I wonder how they're gonna like you know like, get dang, into that Edward like fucks. Also- <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I don't know I think that's a part of the massive a- appeal I mean there's like romance there's like some some amount of romance in like Harry Potter and other franchises that were popular at the yeah. time, I guess, but nothing not this, nearly this as like much. intensely yeah. romantic. Or it's like you have to choose between two men who are both magical boys in one way or another. And yeah, I, I agree. It gets steamy. I mean, in, in New Moon, Jacob pops the top like every chance he gets. And <laughs> you haven't even seen, and you don't even know the later movies. You haven't even seen them. I've, I've seen Twilight and New Moon. So for the rest of this, for the rest of this podcast franchise series, so excited. everything's going to be new to me. So I am both <laughs> excited and scared. You should be. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, about Harry Potter, basically. It's like, yeah, there's Lord of the Rings, too, but I feel like even more Harry Potter really opened the door to all these, like, franchise things coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Harry Potter wasn't so successful as a movie franchise, which we've yet to talk about, but we will one day. Uh-huh. Uh, if that wasn't so successful, then maybe Twilight wouldn't have been turned into a big franchise. Maybe The Hunger Games wouldn't even be right. as big or, like, have been made into movies and then ballooned into, what, Divergent and Maze Runner and all these other things. It it fully paved the way for, like, young adult fiction to be, like, made into a franchise like this. Up to the point of, like, part one and part two Mm -hmm. of, like, the last movies. But Sorry, what were we going to say, Lily? And this, just to me, Twilight um, and Harry Potter being at its peak and all of that is, like, the start of fandom culture Mm. being cool or acceptable. In the mainstream, In the mainstream, exactly. Because, obviously, fandom, you know, nerd culture, whatever, has existed for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But as far as it being, like, in the mainstream, like, everyone you know going and seeing this stuff and reading these books, like, Mm -hmm. I want to say this was kind of... Even, yeah, like, the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, I forget that, like, all these... Trilogy, all these uh, franchises came out in, in the 2000s, oh, and yeah. I'm sure Star Wars contributed to that too. Because like mm-hmm. it's now everybody loves Star Wars. It's cool to be like a Star Wars nerd. Exactly. Yeah. And even like in high school, I remember well, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I wouldn't ever read because I know people would judge me or something. It's I don't mm-hmm. know. Things have just changed culturally. Basically. Oh, totally. Like, li- as literally. Fan base and stuff. We're we're in my office recording this time, and I have like a bookcase that's literally just well. Uh, first of all, I have like downstairs, I have just comics wall to wall, pretty much, and then my bookcase, like even right here, has like entire shelves just Dungeons and Dragons, and hmm. I feel like if we which lived in like which is cool now, yeah, which is which is very cool now. Like if you don't haven't played Dungeons and Dragons for like, what are you yeah. doing with your life? It's in Stranger Things. I it's, almost it's in Stranger. I things. almost said on Stranger Tides. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Stranger Tides. <laughs> savvy culture like is changes to be more like hey you know what it's okay to like uh nerdy stuff and it's fun and lose yourself in different worlds it's cool yeah this was kind of like at the very kind of like start of that i feel like Mm -hmm. the apex much like edward who's the apex predator (laughs) everything about him invites you in and then he kills you and then also my own personal brand of heroin (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) steamy stuff when I wa- when I See? saw that, I was like, 
like personal brand of heroin, like like a hero. And then Lily's like, "What do you no. think? <laughs> what do you actually think?" So like, wow, this is so edgy. <laughs> so that's uh, what think, I'm talking about, though. Like, what other? You think like, Robert Pattinson's a Batman's edgy? Twilight's even edgier. My God, Edward's even edgier. <laughs> I know that you watch these. Like, you don't watch them very often, but you said they're kind of a guilty pleasure. Whenever totally. They're on. Yeah. But like, what is this? How is this a guilty pleasure to you? Well. It's really just kind of in that so bad it's good kind of realm. I don't know. Not in a way that like the room is or like there's still enough there for me to actually genuinely enjoy. Like I recognize the dialogue's bad. Some of the acting is pretty bad and it's there's it's pretty cheesy. But like at the same time, at least for some of the movies, there's uh like there's good music um like maybe my favorite thing about the whole series is that it's in the pacific northwest Mm. and it's just really pretty to look at like i don't i don't feel like there are a whole lot of movies that like are shot there Mm -hmm. and um and i've always been kind of obsessed with like that part of the country and so i don't it's just kind of a nice escape i guess to just put on and um and it's dark and kind of cozy and like i don't know i love the scenery it just it's that comfort thing it's just like safe and like i know what's gonna happen and like i don't know but it's i i just don't take it seriously at the end of the day and so it's just fun yeah and you know there's nostalgia obviously attached to it and not that like times were great for me as a 16 year old girl or whenever (laughs) like they certainly weren't but you know there's still that element of nostalgia attached to it too so yeah i'll watch them every once in a while just because it's just fun and kind of fun to make fun of and laugh at but but there's enough there to like look at that i actually genuinely enjoy yeah speaking to just nostalgia in like high school right after watching this or like while i was watching it it made me want to watch something like donnie darko (laughs) (laughs) which is also just like a very emo angsty high school movie Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying one's better than the other it just made me think of that like that would be nice to <laughs> like watch. definitely <laughs> it has it's not like a while since i've seen it but it's probably better but. i got through high school never once watching donnie darko and i honestly don't know don't know how you weren't a cool kid then i know i was not <laughs> i was in the theater and i was subjected to show tunes in theater my entire life so <laughs> subjected to or you consumed them i consumed in a massive like, quantity and yeah. happily <laughs> you're a show tune galactus <laughs> I'll never forget <laughs> the first time I watched Donnie Darko and rented it. Yes, from the local video store, rented a physical <laughs> the one copy. That you worked at. I feel like that's uh, the yeah. way you rent. You it like, might have been. It was Donnie before Darko. I worked there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was before I started working there when I was like sixteen for like a summer. Before I worked there, and I rented. <laughs> Donnie Darko and I was just there by myself and I rented it and then I'll never forget the girl behind the counter was like Donnie Darko it's a lighthearted movie and then just handed it to me and like walked away and I was like what the fuck why are you judging me You're like what should I watch when Harry met Sally <laughs> it's bittersweet it's bittersweet that reminds me <laughs> sweet of in the end it was just real quick, but one time I, I was at Target and just getting random stuff. It was like years ago, and I was just walking by the movie section, and I was like, oh, Blue Valentine. Like, that movie's really good. It's really, like, that's a real bummer of a movie, too, but it was only, like, $6, the Blu-ray, and I checked that out. Or I went to go buy it, and the checkout person was like, "Ooh, is this movie like? Is this a good movie?" I'm like, "Uh, it's it's really depressing. <laughs> like, I don't know how to tell this like <laughs> random person to like if they would like this movie or not because it's just a huge bummer." Yeah, like, but, do you do you want do you like being sad? Yeah. Do you want to just experience sadness for a little bit? Here you go. At least in Donnie Darko, there's enough to grasp 
onto aside from just the general depressiveness of the movie. Like there's time travel stuff and there's like science fiction-y horror and there's a demon like elements bunny. to it. So it's not just like all a bummer. Yeah. And some... Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal yeah. are siblings in that movie. And they're siblings in real life. Oh it's my so God. cool. And Patrick it's adorable. In it. I think we should like zoom through the cast real quick. With pleasure. Because, oh, by the way, that uh, I looked it up and Stephanie Meyer was on Oprah. Okay, that right. must have been yeah. where I saw it. Your vivid Oprah memories. Yeah. Good times. Good <laughs> memories with Oprah. Coming home and pulling up uh, TiVo or whatever in my recorded episode of Oprah. <laughs> I yeah. remember my dad constantly asking me, like, because remember you could only store so many things. Yeah. And he was like, can I delete your Oprahs, please? There were like 30 of them on here. <laughs> and you're like, no. You're like, which one? <laughs> I know I would <laughs> I would have to go through them because I rewatched some of them sometimes and I'd be like no not this one. <laughs> yeah, we already talked about Kristen Stewart a bit. You know, Zathura Panic Room mm-hmm. Jumper. What's the horror movie? I don't know. Zathura. Yeah, it's probably Zathura. Because <laughs> she she did Zathura before Twilight, right? Yes. I think it was probably right there, like right after that. Is it Undertow? No. Is Owen Wilson the astronaut in that movie? No. Dax Shepard is. Dax Shepard is the <laughs> same person. Well, here we go. We're on the lookup feed of what horror, horror movie was Kristen Stewart in. But meanwhile, Tom, how you take us through this cast of the beautiful Twilight? Robert Pattinson before this, he kind of like, he had a, it was mostly like BBC and just like... Cedric Diggory. Well, yeah, that's the main Diggory. thing. That's like the main big thing he was in was Goblet of Fire. And then he got... I'm guessing cast from that. Did you have the same hairstyle that was kind of going on in Goblet of Fire, Tyler? Like no. With the guys? I, I did. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> as like did? The, I did. Wait, I, the, I like Harry Potter's hair all the, much, except, dude, all oh, the no, guys' no, no, no. hair yeah, yeah, in, the, like, in the Goblet of Fire is like awkwardly it's long. super weird. <laughs> yeah, like, I did for sure. Yeah, And my hair is curly when it gets long, so literally it would go whoop, and it would like curl up in the back, and it looks stupid. <laughs> I was thinking of Cedric Diggory's hair in that, and for some reason I thought of like Guy Fieri's hair at the same time. Like, no, he doesn't have frosted tips. <laughs> like, no, Connery, I didn't have frosted tips. <laughs> but uh, I definitely had that like awkward length hair in high school, and that's like the most dated Harry Potter movie probably right? in that way because of the hairstyles but I don't know yeah. why that was so like universal like I don't know yeah. what that was guys growing their hair out long like yeah. not even long just like weird uh, slightly off length yeah but uh, I don't know Anna Kendrick's in this Anna Kendrick is in this she plays a a popular girl and she doesn't get to be funny I, th- I thought she'd be funny in this but she she's not funny yeah and I say it doesn't get to be funny because I know she is but it just the she hor- just kind of exists. The horror movie is called The Messengers. The Messengers. What's that about? Give us a quick two thousand seven log line of what the Messengers is about. An ominous darkness Ooh. invades a seemingly serene sunflower farm in North Dakota, and the Solomon family is torn apart by suspicion, mayhem, and murder. Oh, I think it's a pretty typical scary house movie from you know the early two thousands. I like the idea of a but sunflower. That's where I field, saw her though. first. I like the idea of a scary sunflower field. Yeah. I imagine that's probably what sold it. If I was a producer and they said it's a scary sunflower field, I'd be like, all right, let's do it. I saw it in theaters and like I was legit scared, but I get scared by these movies like today. And like, you got scared even of Twilight. If just bad. What? You got scared of Twilight. I did? <laughs> I'm, I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, that movie was produced by Sam Raimi, by the way. Oh. And it said the Peng Brothers are the directors. And it said their first directorial debut as a team was Bangkok Dangerous. And I thought it was the Nick Cage movie. I'm like, okay, good. It wasn't the Nick Cage movie. One oh night God. in Bangkok and the world is your Anyway, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I guess this was the first. She's really good. Movie she was 
really in. There's like a couple things before this, but She's following funny. like the chronology of her yeah. career, I'm just like, oh yeah, Scott Pilgrim is basically like the first thing, right? Like up in the air, but like up in the air is between Twilight. Oh, that was after. And I thought that was after Twilight was over. Anna Kendrick's yeah. and in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I thought that was Brie Larson. I know. I don't They're remember both her it. being. Who's who's anything. she in that? She is uh, someone's sister. Oh, oh, she's Scott's sister. Yeah, she's Scott's. Si- yeah, it's DC right. Pilgrim. So, what do you think of the cast in general, specifically Bella's quote-unquote friends in high school? <laughs> These aren't her friends. <laughs> These are potential feed for later. They literally, d- they seriously just fall into her lap on mm. her first day. Like, <laughs> like she didn't have any like problem with finding new friends. Yeah, like, I was like, I wish the, I wish the popular kids like globbed on to me as soon as I got into high school. Like, yeah. geez. <laughs> I guess the idea is nothing really changes in Forks at all. And all those kids have probably all gone to elementary school together mm-hmm. and middle school. And it's all the same thing. And it's like, oh, she's the new girl. And she is pretty, too. So she has that going. True. I like all of them, honestly. I think they're all really good. And um, they're all equally over-the-top bubbly. <laughs> and it's cute. Yeah, they, they definitely serve a good job of contrasting Bella's like total attitude in general totally. towards life. Like it's they kind are... of funny in a way. It's mm-hmm. like I think that sometimes when I'm watching these movies, like it's just funny that like her group is all so quirky and they're like so excited like all the time and she's just like the lowest energy. They're so desperate. And they to gravitated her. towards her so much yeah. on her first day. And they're always inviting her place to like like Bella, we're doing this, like come on down, we're going to the beach, we're like, we're going to prom dress shopping. Everyone come on. Hang out with her. And yeah. she's like, oh, I hate this so much. <laughs> Just a un- constant, uh, super uncomfortable look on her face. Yeah, and I'm like, Mike, what do you like to do? Like, can we please, like, tell me what you like to do? Like, that's what I was watching. I'm like, what do you want? Like, if these characters went up to you, were like, Bella, what do you want to do today? What would you say? Other than, like, I don't know, like, stare at the corner and uh, eat Chex Mix. I don't know. That sounds good. I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> This brings up a good point in that, like, and I want to know your guys' take on this. I know you haven't seen all of them yet, Connery, but, like... I can go off Bella my Bella just as a character herself. So, like, there there was just, like, this criticism surrounding... Not so much, like, at the peak, like, at the time that the books were out and the movies were coming out. But I think in retrospect, like, there was a lot of criticism for the dynamic between Bella and Edward. And Bella just not really being enough of her own like independent self and for example like you're talking about like oh if they asked her like bella what do you want to do like does she have any interests of her own i I couldn't tell you from this maybe she likes to read maybe i think she just is like a loner and she likes to be alone and yes but but she will vegetarian food yeah but but she will like accept company but really begrudgingly but yeah at the same time it's like i i I wouldn't know what she's interested in other than edward and like vampires that's the thing but that's why it's like like, so it's like, oh, her only fucking interest in life is literally this guy and it's all him or like nothing. Mm. Um, she, we even have that scene in the hospital. She literally almost like collapses and dies. Of, and he's like, I think you should leave. It's a little disturbing. It's very scary. Like how addicted she is basically to him. He's her heroine. But what do you, <laughs> what do you guys think of like that criticism and the dynamic of their relationship? Especially in this movie, like it's just hinted at. I mean, I don't know. It's not really even hinted at, but it is direct. But I think throughout the movies, it just becomes more and more apparent how problematic their relationship is. 
yeah. uh, more so. But I mean, even in this movie, he's just like, oh, you shouldn't be with me. Like, it's like he's basically saying it's toxic. He's literally saying, I am dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get away from me. I want to literally kill you. And yeah. she's 17. She's, she's like, that's so fucking hot. <laughs> You're all I want. Yeah. No, no. Speaking, I can't imagine life without you. Speaking to that, the first time he sees her in the uh, science lab, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the the fan is blowing her hair. I understand, like it's for us. It's like it's like oh, it's like the hair blow scene. But for him, it's like you're blowing your scent towards me, and I just want to yeah. eat oh, right. you. God, yeah. that scene is such His a perfect example of so like funny. how I'm saying like it's, it's. I find it these movies so funny, like in just like such a bad way. Like it's hilarious. Like I was laughing so hard when we were watching it, like the other yeah. night. Just with the face that he looks, he's just he's like, like <laughs> so disgusted. Yeah, I mean, part of that is it's the whole thing of a book not being adapted well for as a movie where it just is not conveyed visually really mm-hmm. what's going on it's just him <laughs> making weird faces and it's like if you've read the book that makes sense but if you haven't you're like just laughing at it because like why is he being all exactly. weird this yeah. doesn't make any yeah. sense so I, I don't know i guess that's just my little counter of when people don't like it when like i think it's good to adapt liberally into a movie sometimes because otherwise stuff like this happens in regards to her relationship with edward on my end i i really do wish I could say to you like, oh, she has her own personality. Like I can point to this and that's and that's what something she likes to do or something who she is as a person. I can't for this movie at least. And it's really kind of upsetting for me to like come to terms with that right now where I'm like, she really doesn't have any like character outside of just being in love with uh, Edward. Right. And everything that comes with that. Um, she she obviously loves her mom and dad. I think her dynamic with her dad is interesting because they're just the same person. And yeah. I kind of wanted her to realize that more as the movie goes on, which I think she kind of does. It's really just like backdrop-ish though, like really under the surface. She mm-hmm. kind of like starts to have a thing with him where at least an understanding mm-hmm. where like even when they first seem like, you're your father. Like you're literally just your dad. Like mm-hmm. you and your mom... I don't know how or why you get along. You, sh- you should not be stand this woman. Like, literally, she's showing her mom's, like, bubbly and happy and wants to, like, travel all around the world. She- I mean, Kristen Stewart doesn't belong in Arizona. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but I-, I don't know. I-, I was really flummoxed. I'm like, this should be kind of, like, what you're into. And I think, honestly, she is. Like, she would probably, if she would let herself like hanging out in the diner and ordering the same thing <laughs> over and over again, she would like living in a small, rainy town. She would like probably all these things isolated away from as many people as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think she's probably like that. And ultimately, I guess the only character thing I can think of her is she's a loner. And that's really it. And probably that makes her all the more vulnerable for when the character yeah. like Edward shows up, who is self-described as a predator. Right. So totally. Doesn't send a lot of healthy messages no. to young teenage girl to the target audience, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I tried really hard to think of like a positive spin for this even and be like, <laughs> just be like, like, no, they, they just, they just love each other. Like, it's just like a thing where it's an instant connection because they fall in love and this is the person she wants to be with forever. But I find it really, really difficult to make that it's argument even, even at all. Yeah. It's not even really like that. It's more like really primal, mm-hmm. especially on Edward's end because he wants to murder her because of her scent or whatever. And that's yeah. what a vampire is compelled to do in this world. It's I guess, like that, or... that really gross, um, what's that word? Um expression where like love is really is close to hate and it's like okay, okay I, think that's, I think that's garbage for the most part but because <laughs> <laughs> i think that's totally garbage you but, brought him here to kill me <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of uh, bella's relationship with her father isn't he your favorite character lily probably <laughs> 
Yeah. He's a Why do you like wait, him Charlie, so much? Charlie, right? Yeah. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. He's just like the only like real character, a remotely <laughs> shred of like a real character <laughs> a in, real in this whole mm-hmm. thing. And it makes it all the more funny because it's like, it's like, what are you doing amongst this? Like, what are you doing here? Are you lost? And he knows <laughs> the Cullens. Like he knows that family. <laughs> oh, and also like of the 30 pages or something that I actually read of um, the first book mm-hmm. um, close to when it first came out. Yeah, he's very much exactly like what the dad is like in the book. I remember when I saw the movie for the first time being like, oh, yeah, like that's that's perfect. Like, so he's great. He's it's definitely like he's he's a good actor. He's communicating a lot with like not expressing a lot. Yeah, I really guess. minimal and dialogue. See, and yeah, the way that he delivers lines yeah. and stuff, it's like you can see that there's this whole other complicated like levels of just emotions and how he feels about his daughter and not being with her mom anymore and him used to being so alone, but he cares about her and he wants to try to have a relationship, but he doesn't know how. And like, I just think he's good at like, um, he's just like Supreme dad acting. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Divorced dad. I'm really impressed by someone just playing just an (laughs) average dad, I guess. But like I said, it stands out so much compared to every other fucking character in this universe. In this movie where everything is so heightened, he like stands as a pillar of like normalcy and like something to point towards and be like, that's a good version of like normal that I know and that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Not like this weird vampire morality. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just going to say it right now. Bella so desperately and easily throws away her humanity. I feel like this whole movie and series should be about your humanity and how that's a precious thing and not to throw it away and become like a monster, which is what Edward tells her a bunch of times. Yeah. Right. And, but she's like, no, I don't want that. She never comes full circle to be like, I think you're right, and I'm going to hold on to this for as long as I can. She's at the end of the movie, still says, Turn me right freaking now. <laughs> but it's really right. cool to be a vampire if you're a teenager. What else is there to do in life? Yeah. He's really I don't know. Cool. I don't know. I, I kind of wish she had some kind of understanding <laughs> that like your humanity is, is important. And this movie is so like desperate to say, Throw away your humanity, be a monster. Yeah. It's I so think fun the, and cool. The read on, on that whole thing is supposed to be that, like, that she's naive? Bella just doesn't f- has never felt like she could fit in anywhere and just feels so incredibly awkward. Like that's li- that's how her character is written. Yeah. Like she's she's extremely awkward and uncomfortable all the time and has never felt like she can fit in in this world like anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole thing is like she when she meets this family of vampires and falls in love with a vampire mm-hmm. and learns more about that world it's like she's finding for the first time some world to like really latch on to. And she feels so drawn to it. Like she, she feels strongly that she belongs in that world. Mm -hmm. And it's the only way for her to be with him, like for an extended period of time. He just seems really chill. It's just like, Hey, grow old. Like, I'll I'll do it. I'll yeah. be fine. And then I kind of start laughing because I'm like, imagine if they waited till she was like 30 and they had to like play pretend to be her son <laughs> and just be really oh creepy God. and weird. <laughs> oh God, there was something else I wanted to just mention about this in general. Just I've I've lost it. I'll probably do well. It going off of what you're saying about like the holding on to your humanity and it's a precious thing, and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, telling her that like you don't want this. You don't want to give up mm-hmm. your soul. It's so hard to like see where the negative is in that because all the vampires in the Cullen like family uh, that you meet, they all 
seem all good happy guys. and normal. I mean, for the most part. And spoilers when I mean, how much do you know about what happens in? I, in I know the- there's a big war and she has a baby and like spoilers. all this other stuff. Oh no, sorry. I mean, do you know? Like, is that it? Uh, you, you can, Lily. You can spoil it for me. No, really I'm not matter. going to. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Renesme. Renesme is the baby's name, and Jacob and Prince Renesme, on it. Renesme, the digital gross. baby. The digital Digimon baby. Hey, oh, creepiest um, baby in cinema. <laughs> Doesn't it try like no, eat her from not, the inside or something? The most eerie. What about American? Cin- we'll we'll get to it when we get to that episode. <laughs> it was interesting to find out that Edward was he had the Spanish influenza, or whatever. That's where he was <laughs> found oh. and turned yeah. into a vampire by, I'm glad by Carlisle because. He could have been like a COVID vampire. I don't know. Yeah, I I thought that was really interesting because I wanted to know, and we they don't really maybe in the book they go into this more, but why did he choose to save Edward over like all the other people he had in this like ward? And this leads me to my theory <laughs> that he has actually a vampire army with him, and he has like some kind of tubero- tuberculosis vampire horde and he's some kind of vampire lord i would argue at this point carlisle like, yeah carlisle why did he just save edward like what makes him special His whole thing is supposed to be that edward said he, he didn't want to be a vampire he didn't want it this is another thing that doesn't fit in with the idea of like you don't want to give up your soul like kind of thing mm-hmm. like carlisle's whole thing is supposed to be he only turns people um, if they're on the brink of death, which he's a doctor, so you know mm-hmm. he would come across that and probably all the fucking time. Like, where's and the morality line for him? In it, yeah, it's saving them, I guess, in a way. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna do this because you're about to just die for good. But they talk about becoming a vampire and giving up your soul being like worse than dying somehow. Yeah, like, and also like, I don't really understand. The only thing these vampires that sticks is the Christianity like angle of them is you are going to hell if you become a vampire. And because Ed- Edward says, I yeah. guess I'm going to hell at one point. And oh, that's the best part of the movie, probably. <laughs> he goes, Guess I'm going to hell anyways. And he comes out yeah. of the car with And his he's sunglasses. wearing his Wayfair or his like Ray Bans <laughs> yeah. and like puts his arm over her. And yeah. there's like some like cool indie song playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. The soundtrack <laughs> is really good. There's even a Radiohead song at the end of yeah. the movie. And the score also, which mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up the. Um, the piano sequence. Oh, God. Used to know it on piano. It was so much fun to play. <laughs> I like the piano version of that. I yeah. thought, I thought, I Bella's think it's nice. Lullaby. Oh, Bella, that's closer, tiny, tiny vampire. vampire. <laughs> You're so shiny, it hurts my eyes. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I think Carlisle probably is like, oh, it reminds me of like a sun figure or something. And what and about I, any other child? Any other? There are so no many one, people with tuberculosis. No one looks like, no one looks like Edward. No one's as beautiful as him. In that case, he's just really selective and only chooses the hottest people to be vampires. That's what it certainly seems like. There's no use in trying to rationalize because also we would have to, like, we'd have to try to rationalize somehow how it's okay that he has adopted (laughs) kids who are all in relationships together. Like, that whole thing is just like, she could have just not had that detail. They're not, not, like, related by blood. Well, I guess they are. Actually, but as far as the rest but. of the world is concerned, this the these are Doctor uh, Collins' adopted kids. children. They're his foster kids, is what yeah. they say. Well, oh, 
No, I think they're adopted. I think foster and yeah, and they're adopted. Regardless, yeah, yeah it's like still that's, weird. That is extremely weird, and nobody mm. really bats an eye about it. Well, I think they, they do because Anna Kendrick's very they much have like to be together. Why couldn't they all just be just you know what I hanging mean? Hanging out like a family because vampires are sexy. All, all they, what do they do beside that? One of my main points also of of this whole series is there's the. The vampire bad guy who's like the tracker by like act three of the movie, he only shows up. And that's like the hunter guy who wants to kill them. James? James, yeah. Is that his name? With the ponytail? Yeah, that's right. I was, one of his whole things is like, you just made the cha- it made it so much more exciting for him to hunt down like Kill Bill. And I was like, honestly. That's where it falls off for me. Yeah. and It's just a big eye roll. <laughs> it's, it's a huge eye roll. But honestly, I was like, if I were an immortal vampire, my arch nemesis wouldn't be like, the sun it wouldn't be vampire hunters it'd be boredom like i'd be probably after year 100 of being a vampire of going to high school of going to high school makes no Uh, sense i lose my mind i'm like edward should be like a husk of a person like a crazy man at this point i'd just be like i am 117 years old and i've had to do high school over and over and over again hey you know what it's metaphase you wanted to check it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's metaphase you sure? <laughs> they got the golden onion. They got the That's golden onion. That's how good onion. he is at high school He's science. good at it because he's done it a thun- hundred it, times. That, that detail makes absolutely no fucking sense. Like, it really doesn't. But, yes, yeah, so my, my point is boredom would be my, be my arch nemesis. I would be so desperate for something unique or interesting or something fun to play with. So, I don't like James being like, oh, my God, I get to fuck with, like, a vampire-like person I know. Oh, thank God. Something to alleviate the boredom for just five freaking minutes True, and you have all these insane superpowers apparently yeah if you yeah. once you become a vampire you get some kind I, of unique superpower yeah, and <laughs> i think it's like it. it's it's really easy to break apart like anything in this franchise and like it's not well put together really <laughs> yeah um in terms of world building but i think more so than being about vampires it's just about being in high school yeah and there's just so many little moments in this movie that made me think about that. It's just like everything's an analogy for that, basically. And like just like young teen romance and like just how weird and like toxic it is it, or it can be really. But, totally. But there's just one scene when uh, Bella's being attacked by those like random guys when she's like oh, walking yeah. home at The Mary night. Jane Spider-Man so scene. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and uh, Edward just <laughs> drives up in his car real fast and like gets her right Tokyo yeah. drifts and yeah he Tokyo drifts he Tokyo drifts in his beamer and and picks her up or whatever and I just just that scene like it I don't know if that was the intention really it just but in subconsciously I was just like just like the power of having a car in high school yeah like I think that was like it just adds to his attractiveness because their whole relationship just is so surface I think and she has that cool truck so yeah, they both have cool vehicles, and they're like, "Oh, we both have cool cars." And like, mm-hmm. he he's like really good at like driving his car and stuff. So he's like, they both are attractive because of their vehicles. Yeah. Like that's a very <laughs> high school thing. They're like Autobots. Well, hers is supposed to be shitty though. I thought her car it's was really cool. cool. Yeah, we think it's cool, but it, it's literally supposed to be like a shitty truck. I, I mean, I think she likes it. She thinks it's charming, but yeah. like people make fun of her for her shitty old truck. Literally, I have it in my notes where like she pulls up in that car and everyone makes fun of them. Like that would not be the case in my people are like, oh, it's a really yeah. cool vintage truck you got <laughs> yeah. there. That's pretty yeah. rad. So maybe I'm just over reading into it, but that's just definitely such a high school thing where it's like once you get your driver's license and like have your own car or whatever, it's it's like a game changer. For oh, yeah. Just your whole life. It's a mark of independence. Mm-hmm. I feel you on the whole like high school 
um, even toxic relationship like aspect of it. And when I'm talking about like nostalgia and stuff, I think that's why once the actual plot kicks in and the and the villain is yeah, kind of like introduced and they're chasing, you're already two thirds of the way through the movie, I think. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what I like is like what you're saying, just all the kind of awkward high school stuff. And then I'm just not interested by the last third of the movie. Even her being like a vegetarian in like, I don't know, when the book was written like 2005, I guess. And just, <laughs> it's just funny now being a vegetarian Here's your now. garden salad. <laughs> a garden burger. A garden burger. burger. No, no, yeah. no, it's the line is, let the girl eat her garden burger, please. <laughs> when that fucking creep like that, comes You remember her. me? I'm Santa Claus, butt crack Santa. Yeah, Isn't he? Gets killed? Yeah, yeah, he gets killed. I didn't notice that until this time watching it. I was like, oh shit. And the dad's all sad. He's like, I knew him for 30 years. I'm like, I don't know, dude. He seemed kind of creepy. He definitely did. Trying to pick up your daughter. Like, don't, don't. Just get out of there. Let (laughs) her eat her garden burger, please. Oh, yeah. And there's, isn't that same scene? There's, a cameo from Stephanie Meyer yeah. at the counter. Oh, so here's is. your coffee, Stephanie, or something like that. Yeah, here's your coffee, Stephanie. And she looks right at the camera. Like <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> she like stops, looks at the camera, and says, This is my world. <laughs> and, then, and then the Curb Your Enthusiasm song starts. <laughs> but yeah, just her being a vegetarian just makes her even more of like an outsider. And just like, you're just so sensitive in high school that like anything that's different about you, you want to like hide. Mm-hmm. And something else that like I think in the book, she's teased for being so pale but having yeah, come yeah. from arizona obviously right. people are pale where they live in forks where there's no sun yeah but like she's teased for the fact that she's so pale than they expected her to be like tan but just uh especially just her eating like raw vegetables <laughs> at, at the oh yeah at the, the in the cafeteria just like salad. okay i guess this is what vegetarians eat like just raw vegetables just raw cauliflower speaking of speaking of like making fun of people um bella disses edward without knowing when she calls him a cold wet thing <laughs> which i think is really <laughs> funny because he gets so hurt by that and it kind of becomes like the crux of him not being able to talk to her because yeah. she's like who could ever look i thought i literally thought he'd throw it back at her and be like you couldn't love a cold wet thing like me <laughs> i like it when he's like trying to switch his bio class and then she shows up and then he just like slams the door i'll just him. have to endure it he slams the door but then it stops right before it's and like on the safety doors yeah so i'm like ooh, it's spooky like... like a vampire shut it it's kind of like sad in a way to look at that because of what I was saying about like the nature, like the dynamic of their kind of really toxic, um, emotionally abusive relationship. <laughs> like it kind of all starts with that. And it's kind of like sad to think that that's kind of what drew her in. I think in the first place yeah. is this guy who's like, like seemingly hates me or is like disgusted by me in some way Mm -hmm. and then she just starts to she just doesn't know why and she starts to become like slowly obsessed with him and she's like he's not here today and like when is he coming back and like you know what i mean so it all starts with like your very first impression of this guy is he like physically can't even be around you because he's repulsed by her Mm -hmm. and it's like and yet somehow that's like i don't know leads her to be it's that whole you want what you can't. Yeah, want what you can't have kind of thing. Yeah. There's a also another like touching on that. Um, I like I love whenever it's like stay away from me, but then he's constantly like engaging her in conversation after he says that. Right when they're on their field trip, walking around in that nursery. He's like, hey, he's stay just- away from me, and she's like, okay. He's like, 
You, come you should know I'm me. very dangerous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, I got it. Okay. She wants what she can't have, but all her dad wants is to uh, watch the game on the flat screen and eat steak and cobbler. The with flat her. screen. <laughs> the flat with screen. Billy. Yeah, with Billy. Speaking of Billy, Charlie. how about uh, Charlie? How about we touch on the no, other Billy's side? Billy's his friend. It's dad's. Oh, right, it's right, Jacob's right. dad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Let's let's talk about the other side of the of the mythical coin in this situation. We have the the other side of the family. The the Jacobs. Um, what's his last name? Jacob Black. Yeah. Jacob Black. Jacob Black and his daddy, and they're a bunch of werewolves. And um, this is probably the part of the movie that's... Well, we don't know that yet, Well, right? They obviously have beef. I'll say they have beef with the vampires. Right. Yeah, this is... This and is Jacob does say they're descended from that's wolves. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and to that point, this is like the section of the movie that's probably the most... Uh, doesn't age well at all, really. I mean, like, it's just strange, because they are uh, Native American... And Taylor Lautner, I'm not sh- sure if he is Native American, you know, but he's like playing the main character. Mm. But just just getting into like questioning when someone said it's like the Johnny Depp thing with Lone Ranger when he said he had like Cherokee, he was he had like an, a great an ancestor that was Cherokee. Yeah, it's like Taylor Lautner says he has like an ancestor that was Native American. It's like okay, like you just gotta trust that because like once you get into questioning someone's ancestry, it just becomes as problematic as not. Be playing a native character when you're not, you or know? they could have it's just tangled. cast someone who was yeah. m- full Native American and in, instead to play like somebody who is in the, in the, like their character is the movie. Yeah, we've seen Marvel things. It's easy to beefcake somebody up real quick. I mean, you can do it to anybody and they get hot. Yeah. What are you talking? What? Like it's just like <laughs> fi- if they're like finding someone attractive to be the, to be Jacob. Like that's their their main casting point is right. find somebody hot. And yeah. like we could find a hot Native American man and turn him into like a hot beefcake by <laughs> by New Moon, like easily, because that's that's all he is. And and Taylor Lautner is a New Moon. He's just like a hot slab of beef, and you're like, wow, that's nice. <laughs> but like really, like, that's that's what he is in the movie. And I'm like, any, anybody can do that. Like we've seen so many Marvel movies with with people just like bulking up and becoming like super ripped. And so like it can be done. I think it's really easy to do now, especially with the programs they have when they have like unlimited funds and stuff. But I don't know. Like, I don't think there's an excuse. Is what I'm trying to say, Tyler. Yeah, it's like if this movie came out this year, it would be different. Yeah, um, but it's also that's all I can really say. It, like, I don't really have a perspective on it. But um, they, the Black family, is they're members of uh, the Kaluet tribe, which is an actual nation of uh, Native peoples in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. So at least Stephanie Meyer was like doing research into like people that were actually there and not just like making them like magical. Yeah. And they, uh, per Wikipedia at least, with all this stuff, <laughs> um, had like uh, wolf ancestor like um, mythology, mythology and stuff. But you know, it's not really for me to say whether or not it's like done well or not. I really don't know. But I, don't know, I guess it could have been a lot worse. But I, I, I'd be very interested in like an indigenous perspective on this whole franchise. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I will say though, I do really like Taylor Lautner's dad in this. Yeah, he's who good. is Billy, played by Gil Birmingham, who rules and is, is just in a lot of movies, <laughs> including, I don't know, Wind River. He's in that new uh, Yellowstone show. Oh, okay. I heard that's good. Yeah, I hear it's really good. I haven't seen it yet, but I don't know. Gil Birmingham has just like been in so many movies, so it's always nice to see him. Nice. <laughs> he, him and uh, Charlie are just good pals, and they watch <laughs> football games together. I don't know. They each yeah, have a 12-pack to themselves. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get wasted watching the game. <laughs> 
they're probably just like rain years or something so they're just like real uh yeah like light lakes mostly water yeah i don't know are there any other uh specific moments that you feel like we should all talk about have you talked about the director at all Catherine hardwick no and that's a good point to bring up i think you know the most i, I haven't seen her other movies lily but you've seen a couple right um i've only seen well, to be honest, I haven't looked into her whole filmography, so maybe I've seen more, but I have seen um, 13 and Lords of Dogtown, mm-hmm. which is really good. And she just seems like a fun person. Like, I don't know. I've seen some behind the scenes stuff with her and she just seems real quirky. And for some reason, I have a memory of like, I'll have to look into this later. I think she like broke her leg on set or something Jeez. of this movie. Or maybe it was Lords of Dogtown. I don't know. Yeah, she just seems like a cool person. And I I think she really, you know, with 13 and Lords of Dogtown in this movie, obviously, like, she does, like, teen stuff really well. She kind of captures, I don't know, teen dynamics, relationships, and being kind of real with it, like, really well. Except for this movie, because nothing's real (laughs) in this movie at all. (laughs) But I think she, what I'm saying is I think she works really well with like teenagers. Mm-hmm. She seems cool. I don't really know too much about her, but yeah. yay, female film directors. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know women <laughs> directed this. Thank God. Thank God. That's that's actually nice. Yeah. Um, she is the only woman to direct any of the Twilight yeah. movies. Though. Wow. Okay. They didn't really make a habit of that. No, that's they, a bummer. they didn't make an effort. Um, uh, there's something about where. She didn't want to come back for New Moon because the turnaround was so fast. Mm. At least that's what the report was. So uh, Chris White's came in, uh, but we'll get to that on the next episode. They definitely <laughs> did very diff. They're this one's very different from all the rest of them. It's very this, much more like this feels more artsy. Like I want to say it has. It's stylized. It's way more stylized mm-hmm. than um, the remaining films. And mm-hmm. as far as like the look, the like color palette of it you know or um it's yeah so cold and has such a mood like it's very moody the rest of them like really don't maintain that which is fine like that can change like in a series of movies but i'm I'm just saying like stylization wise like Mm -hmm. this is really separate from the other ones and music wise i think the soundtrack is the best on this one although i think the second one has like a death cab for cutie song on the (laughs) (laughs) on the soundtrack which Uh. i love (laughs) God, what is that band? That's Paramore? No. Yeah, Paramore plays. There was a Paramore yeah. like single for Vampire this. Weekend. I'm I always I'm always convinced that Vampire Weekend did a song for one of these movies, but I think it's just because they're <laughs> called Vampire Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but they were very much one of those bands that you would think would be in one of these. Yeah, why movies. aren't they? Yeah, I, the Paramore now. song for this is have you heard it? It's it's so good. And it's not sure. in the it's not in the movie. It maybe it plays later in the credits or is something, the, but it's the, how did we get here? <laughs> I used to know you so well. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really good. good. We'll listen yeah. to it on the way home, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> what else has she done? I mean, it's mainly those. She did that movie like Red Riding Hood, which I only remember ever seeing a trailer of. Oh. Uh, not uh. too much. Like she, uh, she did that movie Miss Bala last year. That like oh, okay. kind of bombed yeah. with uh, Gina Rodriguez. Yeah, I, she's she does more TV now. I think she's uh, she's done some episodes on This Is Us and such. Mm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, her first movie, Thirteen, was nominated for like a lot of mm-hmm. awards. That um, was a very big deal at the time. Thirteen was made into a musical. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Is it anything related to Nine? 
Uh, no, it's not really related to nine, I would say. <laughs> Neither nine with that, uh, the man with the women or nine with Elijah Wood as a sack man. Oh, yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> the other key things I really want to talk about are just, uh, let's, let's start with the shortest, just the Yoda run. Oh, I, I want to make it before we dive in. I want to make a quick <laughs> observation. I want to ask you guys this question. So, supposing you are like, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll use you and Lily as an example. Lily, you're going over to Tyler's parents' house. He hasn't really told you any information about what's happening, other than you're going to hang out and meet his family. Uh huh. You open the door. They're all making you a beautiful meal. Only problem is you ate beforehand. <laughs> Tyler's sister gets very pissed off and breaks it. Do you think she is justified in this action to feel this way? Because uh, they're throw putting a, it... a dish on the ground. Nah, she she overreacts a lot. But my point is, I I'd be a little peep too if if like somebody showed after they're like they're like oh we're making dinner we're gonna have a big family dinner she eats food especially if I don't eat well they food. didn't I'm a vampire he didn't tell her that. Does yeah. he even know she's vegetarian? Like, Edward probably didn't even tell them. He tells them <laughs> nothing. And so, like, they're making this, like, uh, they're even cooking meat, it looks like, or something. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> and, Edward. Yeah. And so he tells them literally nothing other than I'm having a girl over. And they're like, oh, what's her name? Bella. They're like, oh, Bella Donna. She's Italian. No. Yeah. <laughs> and they make this big Italian meal. And they're so <laughs> stupid. Like, they're all. They literally years old go, a piece. You're in America with like in like the most pale it's white ghost kind of town. <laughs> he does go like the big. I don't even remember his name. The guy who's kind of the big dumb. Yeah, the big vampire. dumb one. Yeah. He's like, well, her name's Bella. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Actually. I have I have one of them to be like a Bella Donna. <laughs> Just be really Italian and stupid, but. <laughs> I don't know. I I felt like she had a, a minor right to be kind of peeved off because I'd be like, "What we went? We don't even eat this human shit anymore." And like yeah. we had to touch it and make it, and she's like, she came like you already think, fed. What you, is this? I guess it would be a little annoying. You think they'd be better at communicating? And you're also you're also two hundred years old and so yeah. fed up with this shit by now. <laughs> yeah, you think Edward would just communicate better? Yeah, one hundred and seventeen years old. He's not expressed to his family what's going on. It's his 11th birthday. <laughs> 70th birthday. Which scene's better? The one where he says you better hold tight, Spider Monkey, or the baseball scene? Oh and my is God. and is you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey, one of the most romantic lines you've ever seen, ever heard, or the mostest romantic line? Or you've the ever crack heard? of a bass thundering baseball bat during a storm is the coolest thing you've ever heard. And then say Edward's fast. There's a cool. Isn't there like a Muse song like playing when they're yeah. playing a baseball? I guess the baseball scene probably is like I always thought it was annoying. I don't know. I don't know why. I like scene? never liked the bit. Yeah, and then baseball we, when we watched it again. Yes. I was like, okay, that's pretty it's cool. Good. But and then meanwhile, yeah, the spider monkey scene <laughs> is just so awkward, like so bizarre. And especially if you're seeing it for the first time, you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> She's on. It, there's that weird ass line about the spider monkey. And she's holding onto his back, and they're zooming up this hill, and it just looks so like stupid. The blur effect for all their superpowers is really what makes me oh, upset. Yeah. I, I can't stand it at all. I think it's such a poor choice to have that be the it's thing. It's dated, I guess, by now, but... Well. I, I think there's just so many better ways to like show them being fast or strong. Like even even during like the early 2000s, like that that blur was so yeah, weird. They were obsessed in the 2000s, and I, by they I mean all of every movie ever <laughs> was obsessed with undercranking the camera, so everything's all jittery yeah, and like looks because like oh it's extra impactful. It's like no, it just doesn't look very it. good, it and everyone hates so it now. Bad. Dutch angles too. There's a lot yeah, of Dutch there, angles there in this movie. <laughs> it's uh, 
ahead of its time because <laughs> Thor came out in 2011. Was full of them. Yeah. You know what does age well is the Colin household because that house is still really cool. That house is, house is dope. I would, yeah, I, I would love to live in a house like that in the forest with just like windows everywhere. And like, I don't know, Tyler really doesn't like to just have like windows just like wide open, like whether we're at home or like. I don't know, staying someplace else. And, like, I love that. Like, my dream house is, like, having at least, like, a full wall in your house that's just, like, floor-to-ceiling windows and just letting the light in. I mean, and if you have a good view, obviously, if you don't. But, like, I I love that. But, I mean, I would need to have the ability to have, like, some shades, like, cover it at night because that would get really scary. But... Yeah, (laughs) that's like a scene in a horror movie where you're, like, stretching out, like, like, yawn, what a great, beautiful view. And you just see someone just, like, at the the very end of the woods (laughs) looking inside your window. And then, they like, they step back and you're like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. I would love it if those window. I would love a house like that if the windows were one way, where mm. like people can't see me with like in into my entire house or whatever. That's yeah, but I like possible. being able to see it. Like I don't know if you have like a a nice looking house on the inside and like if it's mm, nicely come decorated. Rob me. Come rob yeah, me. I get. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, huh? can I just read some random like? Oh, absolutely. Some How about of my it? notes just off, just because yeah. I don't know because I took all these notes and I haven't like <laughs> looked at them at all. Oh. Um. Let's see here. These are just real random. This is just how I write notes. From the musings of Lily Young. I have a airbnb swan house so the actual house um that they shoot in for um uh charlie's house mm-hmm. and bella's house you could rent it on airbnb oh, and it's hey. pretty cool i don't know how i came across it or what but i think i was just looking into the the actual like the house itself like a while back and um because like obviously it looks like at least the exterior it's like okay that's definitely a real house and i was just curious if they shot on the inside too and (laughs) they they did and it's just funny because all the rooms are like they try to they basically tried to recreate the exact look of it in the movie like down to like all the little details and bella's room is like recreated oh geez in it too it's uh, uh five bedrooms one and a half baths for 271 a night right now i found it on airbnb well, that's not a bad price. No. It's in Oregon, though, right? It's not in uh, Washington. Uh, yeah, St. Helens, Oregon. So if you want to fulfill really your cool, Twilight though. fantasies, check it out. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in your notes? Yeah, you um, Daddy Swan is so well cast. I only called him that because I forgot his first name. Daddy Swan. <laughs> so you called him Daddy Swan because of his uh, cool-ass mustache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eric has seen hair. <laughs> Eric, uh, yeah. her friend eric the photographer mm-hmm. has real scene hair of the time the bella biology classroom <laughs> scent scene so hilarious um was that supposed to be funny in the movie i i was laughing so hard no, i mean I like intentionally funny like is it supposed to be like they're so charming and witty towards each other just like the, is that so. the movie's intention because like it's supposed to be a little no. silly because she like grabs her shirt and she like smells herself and yeah. like that's supposed to be a little funny yeah, she stinks or something creepy santa diner man yep uh let the girl eat her garden burger <laughs> great music would play this vinyl Kristen stewart is so awkward and it's charming forks high school on location stuff is so good i believe they shot at the real forks high school oh shoot i think and like I don't know, things like that are so cool yeah. about this movie. Um, the apple shot I made a note of, which is just yep. like 
really dumb when she's putting together that really unappetizing salad at the salad bar at school. And he catches and it and presents it to her the most yeah. awkward and human way possible. He does it in like a weird Spider-Man way. <laughs> he does. I, don't, I still don't know why the cover of the book is like, is those hands with Apples are temptation. Oh, yeah, okay. he's tempting. Like Snow White. They just had to throw that in there. Even though the actual fruit was supposedly a pomegranate. In what? The Bible, which is what it's referencing. You mean the movie Noah with Russell Crowe? Yes. <laughs> the restaurant scene. It's called the bloated toad? Question mark. You? I don't want to go there. Who wants to go to a restaurant called the bloated? It was the toad? first time I noticed like the name of the restaurant like outside of it, and it said bloated toad, and I was like, what the fuck? I thought this was supposed to be like an Italian place. That's kind of weird. Do you think J.K. not J.K. Rowling? What's the name? Uh, Suzanne really won or Stephanie? Stephanie Myers, Suzanne <laughs> Collins, <laughs> Stephanie Meyer, Nancy Myers. Yeah. Do you think Stephanie Meyer really wanted to have witches in this universe too? That's the only reason I could think of a place, a restaurant being called the Bloated Toad. Maybe if witches maybe coexisted along with vampires and werewolves. I don't think so, Connery. Okay, fine. I bet it's probably a real re- like. I think that that stuff wouldn't they go to uh, Port Angeles? Mm-hmm. And that's where the whole thing happens with like those creepy dudes and he rescues her and like all of that. Yeah. I think they shot a lot of it actually there too. It was probably just a real restaurant Neat. like in the area. Conveyor belt villain introduction. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Remember yeah. when they're playing the baseball game and they all, all the villains roll up, literally roll up like they're on a conveyor belt. Yeah. And they it's so bizarre. <laughs> that's funny. Definitely. It is. We I feel like we could spend another five to ten minutes talking about like the third act of this movie and like the bad vampire and the whole fight and victoria and yeah, all it? of that but um, it's not what we like about this movie instead no. i think we should just talk about the very last scene because i think that's pretty the gazebo yeah yeah or I, I wrote pagoda and i never know the difference between a gazebo and a pagoda well now you got me all confused maybe it's a pagoda no, i think it's, it's a, a gazebo. gazebo i think it's more a gazebo than it's a pagoda but it could also maybe be seen as a pagoda <laughs> If anybody out there knows, let us know. But go to Zebo. I have a computer in front of me, but I'm not going to look it up. Nah. But what do you what do you folks think of that? Are you googling it right now, Lily? I'm looking up a pagoda. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. Uh, I'll start then. Um, I like it. I think it's very pretty. It's very reminiscent of Hillary Duff's Cinderella story. They have a very <laughs> similar <laughs> moment. I haven't seen that, but I'll believe you. Yeah. Um, is there a sequel? Uh, I think actually that no, there isn't. There is not. I think there is, it, but there it might is? not be Hillary Duff. Oh, hmm. then what's the point of watching it? Yeah, um, <laughs> throw it into the fire. Or um, the fire. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray, yes. But there's a very similar scene like that, and this is when I knew when it finally hit me that the vampires have reflections in this in this mo- in this uh, movie or a series in general, where they have this shot of like them reflected in the pond. When, when they're dancing and I was like man how much more impactful would have been if she's just dancing with nobody like just like his his reflection isn't there and that kind of make the shot mean something maybe be too sad I don't care it should be sad she's dating a monster but he's a person too no he's not is, he's, he gave up his personness he's, his they, name is Anakin if you couldn't see their reflections, the vampire's reflections in this movie, there's no fucking way they'd be going to high school and just living like a normal life. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd make it hard for them. And even with all their freedom and all their power and no responsibility, they still are shitty at keeping their secret. That's like, not what this movie is about. Thing, <laughs> the other thing is... It's about high school. I want to keep track of this. 
like in the movies, the, the future movies that like I'm I'm probably going to watch them with you. I don't know. I feel like they don't maintain the sparkly thing. I think it's like, toned down. He's obviously really sparkly for a few times in this in the sun. <laughs> but like so- I think that I'm pretty sure in the later movies they're in the sun at uh, various points and he's no He's not sparkly. I don't know. Including their freaking like honeymoon, which is on an island in like in the sun the whole time. And I don't know. We'll see when we get there. But I feel like they didn't maintain the sparkliness. I remember being a little edgy boy in high school. And when this book was coming out, I heard the vampires sparkle. And I was like, but is is that it? Like when there was something to sparkle? And there was like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a drawback. I was like, part of me was like, semi picture of Dorian Gray it where like I don't want them to show their age be like I'm a hundred years old and scary like this but I was like I imagine they get in vampire fights I imagine they've gotten hurt over the course of their lifetimes I would like to see every like scar and like open wound and like horrible thing that's happened to them just like they can still be sparkling but like just so every horrible scar there everything is showing like, you are a predator and you are scary and you've been in scrapes but you can still be sexy and cool like imagine I read a big like monster scratch claw like carved half his face off that'd be pretty intense and then like it steps out of the sun and it just all like goes away like that's creepy and they could play with that in like the final vampire fight scene with like having like light stream through like the ballerina mirror room like they're too concerned with making them all look super hot yeah like, like, say, again hot. that's like not <laughs> what these movies are about i know although we'll see later on that some of that stuff kind of comes into play not really but there's certain characters that like may or may not have scars but uh yeah it's that's just not the intention of these movies is just yeah. something totally different. As much as I wanted them, him to grow giant wings and turn into a bat monster <laughs> and fly around the room shrieking. I wanted him to turn into Chester A. Cheeto. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you were at you were saying the final scene. Yeah, gazebo. <laughs> what we thought. Oh about yeah, I guess it. we didn't say anything yeah. about it yet. <laughs> I I I, I, I he my, my, <laughs> yeah, story. I say, my my point was like I feel like the it would have been more impactful if I couldn't see the reflection in the But did you like this scene? I th- it's cute. It's a nice scene and it kind of cements Edward is actually caring about her, maybe her humanity maybe more than Bella cares about it. Right. Yeah, it's perfectly awkward when they show up at the prom and oh, everything. Yeah, and then you just like and walk out. Just like, oh god, early two thousands prom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's yeah, all the they black just walk out immediately. It's just another thing, though. Of like Bella, I don't know what she likes to do. I don't know what she when she's having fun. Like, what does she find fun? She's constantly, actively like avoiding her friends who just want nothing more than to hang out with her yeah, all the to time. Accept her and lo- and like we're like we like you, Bella. And she's like, uh huh, yeah. I she's hate like, you. I'm gonna go be with Edward now. <laughs> if that was a prom in 2008, they should have had Black Eyed Peas playing <laughs> in that scene. Oh yeah, or maybe Katy Perry. She was around then. Right? Yeah, yeah, that could that could work. <laughs> My prom, there was plenty of Black Eyed Peas and Pitbull, all the hits. <laughs> Instead, I think they play an Iron and Wine song <laughs> when they're dancing in the gazebo. Yeah. I think it, I think it's That's Iron nice. and Wine. Yeah, and then cuts up to Victoria <laughs> creepily staring at them out, out the window. Somehow she got into the prom. And then it turns to a Radiohead song, and she's slow motion steps. coming down the stairs. Uh, that's kind of cool, but... I mean, I did from the very first time seeing that. I was like, why doesn't she just go fucking like kill him now? Yeah. Or kill it. Like, yeah. Imagine she just leapt through the window, tore Bella's head off, and was like, I win! Public, <laughs> I, I guess. Too public? I don't know. And they're alone outside. But it's kind of... It, did you guys notice, like, they... Don't they, like, have a close-up on her face, and she's, like, crying? Yeah. She, like, has she, a tear coming down her cheek when she she's like, watching smile them. smile crying. She, she, she sheds a tear for her lost lover, James, and... Uh, 
yeah, and she's like, that could have been me and James, but they took it away from me, and it's their fault. And also, we're not in high school. (laughs) And also, I'm not in high school. I'm I'm like a 26-year-old woman, and I'm going to exact vengeance on this forever 17-year-old and his girlfriend. I think it's weird, but yeah, it's not a bad ending. Yeah, it's, it's definitely just kind of like forced in there. It's a cliffhanger. It doesn't feel very natural that she's there, but it gets you. It definitely gets you. Uh, uh, it does its Suspense. job in getting you more excited for yeah. mm-hmm. for the the coming movies. Even though I think that her character is not even in the second one, <laughs> so it's just kind of weird to end with her, and then it's like they skip a whole movie before her character comes back again. But uh, yeah, it does its job in getting you excited. But it's just like, I don't know, the big failure in this movie is like, I feel like they really rush the whole James and Victoria thing, like, and Mm. push it to the end. And it's just like so rushed. And like, what, all of a sudden they're in Phoenix and like, wait, what's happening? And like, it just goes so fast. They travel so fast across the country in general. Yeah. You think Edward can run faster than like a, a van or something? Uh, I think it's he gets tired. I one think of them is like the winded. fast one. Is he the really fast one? Edward's one of the them fast is like one. okay, yeah, because they all have their. Or is it M- Emmett? Is that his? no? He's Emmett's really strong. Emmett's the big buff guy. Yeah. yeah, Emmett's strong. Edward's really fast, and he can read minds. Um, mm-hmm. What the hell does uh, Alice Rosalie can see the do? Future, I think right? Alice can, Alice Alice can, can see, see the, the future, future, but it's can constantly Rosalie changing. do anything. She breaks food that she didn't want to eat. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't know what Rosalie's superpower is. Um, Carlisle's. What's ja- doctor? <laughs> What's Jasper's power? Does he have anything? Um, yeah. Other than like having just a look of pain across his face <laughs> the entire movie? He's one of the most emo. I don't know. Yeah, right? I don't remember what it <laughs> is. I, I kind of just wanted to go know what was going through his head. It's like, I want to eat her so bad. <laughs> just let me do this. Yeah. In conclusion, for me, okay, I love almost everything in Star Wars, including Attack of the Clones. And this movie is definitely better than Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is not good. But this movie is pretty good. Where does Twilight rank in the Star Wars universe yeah. for you? <laughs> this is a good question. I, I like that. Tyler, go. I, I don't know. This movie was better than I like thought it would be. It's still got some real funky, funny moments that probably weren't meant to be funny. Uh, but overall, I still enjoyed it. it. It really hits like a vein of being like, oh, high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be emo in high school yeah. in 2006. <laughs> yeah, that's for my, that's for my like personal history or whatever. Yeah, as opposed to like I never saw the High School Musical movies, but I'm like that doesn't oh. seem like anything that I would be into because oh, little do you know, it's so, so personal. It's so is it when emo, are you guys gonna though? cover those? Oh, soon <laughs> tomorrow. Soon if I have my way, but no, they're they are not emo in any way, shape, or form. It, yeah. it, it's much more about like being who you are and accepting yourself more so than a. Uh, being really just emo and like getting mad at the world and falling in love with a vampire and saying, I don't care what you think, dad, I'm going to marry this vampire. Right. Mm-hmm. High School Musical <laughs> is more about, hey, you're on the football team and you want to be in the musical? Whoa, whoa, whoa there. Stay in your lane, son. Stick to the status stuff quo. Stick to whoa, the stuff whoa, whoa, you whoa. know. Oh, no. Ah. <laughs> it's breaking out now. Connery, have you seen Emo the Musical? I have not. Is that um? Are you actually talking about um? What's it called? American Idiot the musical? No. <laughs> that might as well Green be Day's emo not musical. emo, bro. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. What would you describe them as? Not really punk or post punk. I guess they're post punk. Yeah. yeah. What's emo no, the I musical? No, I guess they're not. Tell, tell me about this. I don't know. I thought it was a stage show, but I guess it's just a movie. Huh. I haven't seen it. 2016. Tyler and I were both very emo in high school. We didn't know each other in high school, but. It probably would have been cool to know each other in high school. 
I think you guys yeah. would be good buddies. You'd probably date I didn't really school. have any friends who were like into the same like music and dark stuff that I was into. <laughs> and I, I it was like imba- like I got teased for it a lot for like liking wow. emo stuff and could have been it me. was not cool in like my small like uh beachside town that I grew up yeah. in in Southern California. Emo was not cool. How many Ouija boards did you go through? That's not emo. I would never fuck with a Ouija board. <laughs> I guess it's more goth. Good point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I wasn't emo in high school. I was a. Uh, I feel like I was really boring. Like I don't know. I was I was just, I was just kind of stupid. Like you I was were like a theater <laughs> kid. <right? laughs> my my sub click was stupid. Stu- I would argue my my sub click was stupid. It was like part theater kid, part stupid. I I I was a terrible student in general. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was mostly like. Not externally emo, but I just hung out with like a bunch of punk kids because there weren't really like there wasn't like an emo group of kids, mm-hmm. but there was just like I don't know, punk was a thing because there wasn't like really definitely not like at my school. There was like uh, here and there like super yeah. emo like or scene kids, but they were really it was very few and far between, and I was definitely not cool enough to like actually hang out with any of them. I don't know, high school's fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, do theater. It's funner than you think it is. <laughs> Well, what did you think, Connery? Like oh. after what? Like when was the last time you saw this? And like, oh. what's do you have your feelings changed? Last time I saw this was probably around when it came out for the first time, and maybe oh, I saw wow. it a few times after after that at several different points. Oh, okay. I'd have no real like real vivid memory of like mm-hmm. the last time I watched Twilight. It has remained what it always was to me, which is a uh, mediocre movie where I don't really get to watch a monster, which is. <laughs> It's just not what that is. I, I know. You, you, can, you can say that a hundred times. That it's, a, it's just a movie about high school. I, I know. I, I understand <laughs> your argument, and I fully see it and recognize it. But also, it's a book and a movie about vampires. And I have a very, like, as, as somebody who, like, loves monsters, I do all the mythology stuff, all, all, that, all that shit. When you tell me, especially when this movie came out, High School Connery, there are vampires in this movie. I need certain things to be understood and recognized and... And I understand it's also just somebody's different view of what a vampire could be and what ultimately a vampire love story could be. It just definitely wasn't my cup of tea. It's still not to my cup of tea to this day. Again, I will reiterate, Van Helsing is much more my kind of vampire. Bram Stoker Dracula is also a good vampire. Um, but is it not like, is it not just like still kind of like fun for you to watch? Like, did you oh, not oh, find yeah, like... Any of the cheesiness, like, entertaining? I think it's fun to watch with people. And I watch this True. alone. So you, you guys got to watch it together. And that's it's always yeah. funner to watch stuff like that in, in a group of, in a group rather than watching it. Because alone, I'm just like, yeah. That's true. Oh, boy. This movie's two hours long, huh? Now who's emo? Me. Uh, you've all made me turn that way. But <laughs> no, no. But it, it's... Connery's putting on Guy Liner right now. Nobody understands me. Much like Robert Pattinson's Batman. I'm a little curious. I'm curious to see what you think of like the later ones when kind of more of a bigger o- overarching story happens and a lot more like action. Mm-hmm. And I think that you'll enjoy that more. And this was very much more of just like, oh, high school angst. And like, I like this guy, but he doesn't like me and just moodiness. Yeah. And yeah, like, and, and, and so they try to like squeeze in some villain, like action, really like stuff at the end. Yeah. But I think once the overarching kind of like story, like starts, I think, I think you'll like it. Yeah. I, I remember I was really excited. Like still like when Twilight was a fad in high school, I remember like, hearing tidbits of it and people being like oh this stuff is going on i was like 
all right, this this sounds more like my speed. Like after the first book, where they're now like, oh, now there are werewolves and there's a big war coming, and I was like, all right, okay, let's let's talk more. There's a vampire baby and it's eating her from the inside. Okay, that's that's more my speed. Let's keep going. Yeah, but yeah, I I would say this first movie still still mediocre to me. I I'm still it, it doesn't rev my engine. Definitely fun to watch in a group of people, though. It, it's it's fun and it's 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 whatever. It's a high school movie with a vampire-ish backdrop, so it's fine. Fair, very fair. I think for me, you can add it to the uh, emo high school lexicon or library of movies. Donnie Darko and uh, it's mine. Anyway, that that was Connery's final thoughts. What's your final thoughts, Lily? Uh, my final thoughts on this movie. Um, enjoyed it, especially. I realized I hadn't seen it with someone else in like ages because it's something I'll just put on when I'm like alone at home, like in the background every now and then, if it's like a, you know, like a cloudy fall winter day or something. And it's just kind of the mood Mm -hmm. and I just don't pay attention to it, you know? And like, uh, and, um, yeah, no, it, it, it holds up. And like, I think for the first time I was like, yes, it's cheesy and silly and stuff, but like, this is actually kind of a fairly legitimately good movie. <laughs> I'll be interested to see, like, I think I'm going to watch the rest of them. And I'm, I don't know. I have a feeling this one will probably hold up the best, like as, and just a stand, like a movie as a film, not like compared to the rest of the twilight movies, but like, I think it probably holds up the best. I'm going to kind of um, place my bet with you as well. stands on its own. Hmm? I'm going to place my bet with you as well in that regard. Like, I feel like the more I watch these, the more I'm going to be like, I like the first movie better. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think thematically, like, the or plot-wise, I think the thing, those, like, you'll enjoy that stuff more mm. and maybe action sequence-wise, but just, like, as a fil- an actual film and yeah. stylistically and stuff. The, the soul is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, enjoyed it. I think it'll always be a weird comfort movie for me, a weird nostalgia yeah. comfort movie. And um, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's like definitely just like a mood, like a fall it's mood. It's a mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, like I was saying, yeah, it's just like kind of an emo high school movie that's just like, oh, you want to feel like being in high school and like how weird relationships can be and all that and it's just heightened by there being vampires like i like how light like the lore is i guess in that yeah. in that aspect but um it's very digestible um i was just going to say that like it's such a mood and much like the movie jack frost <laughs> another film that lily showed me that, that i want that to be like an annual like <sighs> christmas movie <laughs> you're gonna make us watch that again and again and again yeah i love jack frost ever since lily showed it to so. me where Michael Keaton's weird. a snowman dad. He's the snow dad. Snow dad. Uh, where it's like, yeah, I want to watch Twilight probably, I don't know, maybe t- every two, <laughs> every two falls going on going from, from now on, just because like, of the mood of it. It's like a very nice like fall movie. That sounds like an appropriate amount to so. watch it, too, where it wouldn't get stale by that time either. Yeah. You've got mail every year. Twilight every two years. Yeah. Those are my fall movies. <laughs> hmm. okay. I have a game. Okay. If you were bitten by Edward Cullen and your vampire power would develop, what would you hope it would be? So this is just like a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I think don't what, don't say that. Don't say that though. Don't don't think about that though. I want you. To, I want. I don't want you to be like superpower. Because guess what? As a vampire, you have a whole bunch of superpowers. This one has to be unique and special to you. Uh. <laughs> and like I said, we, we, they obviously can't fly. They can't grow wings. So just think vampire. He basically can fly. He can like jump. He can like, like the Superman. way that he jumps 
Yeah. You know, like bound over tall buildings. Oh man, I don't. What would mine be? Um, Do you want me to go first? Yes. Uh, I would want the ability to eat and digest garlic, <laughs> but it would also cause me to have super rank garlic, <laughs> some vampire farts. <laughs> That would be my superpower is like fighting off all the vampires. I just eat a bunch of garlic and then they'd knock them all out with my vampire gas. I think that's kind of on Twilight Brand to be totally honest. Like <laughs> some, some person like holds up garlic and you just take it and eat it and you go, you don't know shit about me. <laughs> Maybe my power vampire power would be I can actually eat food Ooh. while all other vampires just you can digest don't eat. <laughs> hey, that's what mine was. <laughs> no, but you're you're just garlic. garlic. Mine's just garlic. The lake took the whole food, the food yeah. pyramid. I don't know. Or um, I can Tokyo drift really well. <laughs> like without a car, <laughs> you just like slide across <laughs> the lawn on your body. You got some like sick wheelies, and you're just Tokyo drifting on your wheelies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To be fair, though, I do kind of like. I don't know. I do think it's kind of fascinating that um, Edward's power to. Not only is he super fucking fast, like he has multiple powers, yeah. but he can telepathically kind of like, oh, his thing is he, he can read minds, he can read minds, but he can also just tell, like he can tell where she is all the time and be able to like oh, yeah. sense if she's in danger or fear or whatever. But it gets to a point where it's, it's uh stalker-esque and he like doesn't leave her alone and is appearing in her bedroom all the time and yeah. stuff like stalking, like not like that, but I think it is kind of fascinating, like the, the, t- telepathy stuff or like being mm-hmm. able to sense like when someone needs help or like if something's wrong i don't know but um tokyo drift and eat spaghetti that's my tokyo drifting while eating spaghetti <laughs> oh, that's a fun one <laughs> what hmm. would yours be connery my power would be that i grow 10 feet tall i sprout giant bat wings my jaw unhinges and i turn into a giant bat monster from van helsing the end <laughs> in conclusion you get shot by a cg automatic crossbow <laughs> yeah and i love it wow <laughs> dracula dead and loving it in conclusion connery hates twilight because it's not van helsing, <laughs> it's not van helsing. <laughs> in conclusion it's a really specific take. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I learned. I watched that before I ever watched Twilight, and it, it really cemented it wow. into my young brain where I was Try, like, vampire. They're so similar. Try watching it again. I, I probably would hate it watching it again, but and that's why I won't. It's why you used to tell me to watch Lady in the Water again, and I won't because I don't want to ruin it how it is in my brain. Mm, everyone should watch Lady in the Water again. <laughs> Lily, thank you so much for being here. And talking Twilight with us and Teen Angst. Thank you so much for having me. I was really excited well before you guys started the podcast <laughs> to to come on and, and do a Twilight episode with you guys because it I was have a soft destiny. spot in my heart for it. So, yeah. Thank you. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, my friend Annie has a website called charliegirls.com. It's her new online magazine that she started. And mm. there's an article coming out about me. And how I'm a plant mom. It's just a short, like, little interview, and I give some tips and tricks about plants and why I love plants. So you can go to charliegirls.com and see that article. I might have to read up on that because I recently killed the plant that Lily gave me for a housewarming <laughs> gift. You didn't just kill it. Oh, I, it, you told me root rot. <laughs> It was really sad and yeah. devastating, and it, I gave him a plant that's 
that is notoriously known for being one that you can't kill. And I killed it. I killed it plant. good. Yeah, but Fine. we know why now. We know why now, and yeah. it's it's okay. It's because he unhinged his vampire jaw and <laughs> put it in his mouth. Oh, I sucked its essence out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll link that magazine article in the show notes because uh, I also took the pictures for it. Ooh. Oh, yeah, and Tyler did photography for it. Yay, group effort. And I, I'll read it. <laughs> Connery will help by reading it. What do you have to plug, Connery? If you enjoy role-playing games and the sound of my voice and uh, f- me further capitalizing on my love for Van Helsing and all things giant monsters, you might enjoy the podcast Starship Impala, which features me and several other amazing hosts. And we play the Starfinder game, and it's really fun. Over 100 hours of content waiting for you to go through. Uh, follow us at FranchisePod on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, I don't know what your concerns would be. Maybe that... Maybe that Connery did a really bad job comparing this movie to Van Helsing. It should just let it go. <laughs> no, you did a really good job at comparing it to Van Helsing. <laughs> you made sh- your point well clear. <laughs> you should have just let it go. No, it's totally fine. Uh, please, please give us ratings on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere so we can uh, get more viewers in in a in a weird oblique way. Yeah, me and Tyler were talking about how we need to start paying the bills. And I told him, Tyler, it's not in the views. This is in the merchandise, baby. So... So we're not making merchandise anytime soon, but... <laughs> but hey, if you keep listening, keep spreading, you'll soon get that franchise enamel pen. You'll get the franchise t-shirt. Uh, you'll get the franchise hat with some obscure thing me or Tyler has said. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think of any obscure thing I've said, but spread the franchise like a vampiric plague. <laughs> Much like Doc Collins' vampiric plague, he surely spread across tuberculosis ridden America. Yep. And on that note... Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Roverka for our music. Until next time when we talk about Twilight New Moon. Bye-bye. Ooh.